What is up, everybody, to the nations worldwide? This is the Travel Couple Podcast, where we introduce you to a couple travelers who offer their advice on how you can travel the world together while earning money. Living that digital nomad lifestyle, we are your hosts, Mike Pletz and Natalie. Tune in every Wednesday as we interview couples living a digital nomad lifestyle, traveling the world while earning an income. Get relationship advice about being on the road with your significant other and listen how others struggle and thrive in their personal and business lives while traveling the world. This is your one-stop podcast for travel, relationship, and business goals. This month, we are diving into the world of travel blogging. So be sure to check out our travel blogging tutorial in our podcast. This what you're listening to right now. Or you can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash to the nations worldwide. Click that like button and join our Jack of all trades group uh, guide to creating a travel blog. Here we take you step by step to create a travel blog from creating a website, choosing a niche, writing content, gaining exposure, and eventually monetizing your blog. In today's episode, we're going to take you through our blogging tutorial that you can find on our website at www.tothenationsworldwide.com. You can go to that e-learning tab and click on how to make a travel blog from scratch. And that's going to take you to our blogging tutorial, getting your travel blog up and going. If you scroll down, you can see lesson one, why travel blogging. But before we jump into lesson one, well, I want to talk to you about why you should be starting a blog or a website. This is because you'll hear online that travel or sorry, blogging is dead. There's no use for blogging anymore. I'm going to disagree with that. And I'm going to say that travel blogging or blogging in general is the new minimum. It's what you need to have. This houses all of your content. You need to have a website. Uh, if you're posting videos, great. Post them on YouTube. That's excellent. But then post them and embed them into your website or into your blog. This gives them a home to live. You want to keep people on your website or you know, you want to point people in the direction to your website. Just in case down the road you do, you do start creating products and services that you want, you, you want to sell. That's where they're going to be. And the longer you have your website up and running and the longer you have your travel blog up and running, the more exposure you're going to get, the more authority you're going to build rather than housing your photos just on Instagram and housing your uh, videos on YouTube or just creating a podcast with it with no home for all these. Create a travel blog, create a website that you are going to create content for on a regular basis consistently. And you're going to hear that word a lot as we go through this blogging tutorial about how to create a travel blog. So continuing with this lesson one here, why start a travel blog? It's something you need to ask yourself. Now, this whole tutorial can be for bloggers. You can pick uh, certain areas that I talk about and apply them to just blogging in general or creating a website. But uh, lots of this stuff is going to apply to travel bloggers. So why create a travel blog? Well, it has to be something that you're passionate about, whether you're passionate about writing, photography, uh, making videos and traveling, then the travel blog direction is the way to go for you. So why not create a travel blog? 
if you're uh if you just want to do this just to make some money you're going to get bored of it well before you start to make a dollar from it so this has to be a hobby of yours this has to be something that you love that is something near and dear to your heart in order to want to continue this this has to be a passion of yours so if you're just in it for the money I don't think this is for you. Uh, you will definitely get bored of it before you start making any money on it. So what type of travel interests you? This is what you need to start to question yourself on to start to choose a niche. Now, a niche is a subset of the market. It's something that uh, it's going to be your audience. It's going to be where your audience comes from, because if you try to just create a travel blog, that's it. Travel is your uh, your your market. It's too big. It's dominated by too many people in the market already. Uh, too many big players. You want to choose a subset of the travel market. For example, we are going into the subset market of uh, couple travel. And even uh, deeper into that subset is uh, digital nomad couple travel, which is a very, uh, it is a niche and you need to choose a niche, uh, something that interests you though, history, culture, adventure, experience, vacation, whatever it may be, whatever interests you go down that niche road. So we have a little, uh, uh, little, uh, sort of infograph of different niche or topics that you can blog about. Uh, you'll see that pop up in the video. It has a few ideas. So what niche are you going to fill? You need to start asking yourself this question, whether it's going to be history, culture, adventure, experience, vacation, and go down further into those roads. Those are just, those are still fairly broad and not quite niche topics. You need to go further into that. For example, uh, culture, what's part of culture are you interested in? Food, religion, art, go deeper into those and find that niche that you are going to blog about. Once you get, once you start to become an authority in that niche, you can start to branch out and, uh, and become more broad, but capture that niche, become an authority in that niche to start with. So this is something that you need to start thinking about and start jotting down ideas about what you are interested in. And we're going to go from there. You're going to, you, we know if you're still with us at this point that you are interested in traveling, uh, writing, photography, videography, whatever it may be. And you are going to start choosing a niche from there that you are going to focus on. So from there, we're going to start, uh, talking about creating your name, naming your blog. Uh, so we're going to continue with that choosing your niche. Where is your market? Where is your audience going to be? What is your audience? What do they look like? What do they do? Uh, know your purpose. What do you want to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish with your blog? Are you trying to entertain? Are you trying to, uh, uh, are you trying to inform uh, what are what are you trying to do with your blog because people are going to be searching on search engines trying to look for topics that might may or may not be on your blog and you need to uh, serve them a purpose okay so create a name we're going to go through uh, choosing a name that's original and creating a logo uh, choosing a logo that's going to be unique and original to you and your brand so choosing a niche we talked about this a little bit, but at this point, I want you to really narrow down on where your niche is. What did it, if, if you need help trying to choose a niche, you can email us, uh, contact at to the nations worldwide at g, uh, dot com. 
contact at to the nations worldwide.com. You can contact us there or you can uh, just start Google searching. You've uh, come up with a, a, a part of the market that you want to uh, become an authority in history, art, uh, some sort of culture, some sort of vacation, uh, luxury resorts. You've uh, narrowed that down. Now put that into Google and see who's ranking near the top of that uh, market and see if there's some major players in there. Maybe you don't want to touch that. Maybe it's an untapped market that you believe there are people out there that want some uh, some information on that. That is awesome. That's where you want to be. Even further, you can go into online forums and just ask the question, hey, would you guys be interested in this? And that will give you your answer. So that's where you go with your niche. But also creating a purpose. You want to create a purpose that... Uh, you want to you want to add value out there and quality value for your audience so that you start to uh, gain authority in your niche as the expert. You want to be the expert in your niche. So what kind of purpose are you trying to solve? Why does your blog exist? You need to ask yourself naming your blog. You want to make sure that your name is not taken. So we have a cool uh, GoDaddy uh search engine in our in our website where you can type in a domain dot uh, com and see if it is already taken if it's already taken then may not be a, a great name for your blog you may come into trouble later down the road about trying to uh about using that name legal issues so stay away from things that are already taken uh, even deeper than that, you can consult a lawyer if you really want to make sure uh, a tra- trademark lawyer to see if you can trademark yours or your name or if uh, if uh, maybe it's already taken and it's already trademarked. Stay away from that. So that's a good way to do it. Also doing a Google search of that name to see if it is taken or see what's out, out there that uh, maybe using part of that name. Just stay away from things that are already used to avoid those legal troubles. Uh, social media accounts should be available for that name. So also check those social media accounts. Uh, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, go to Instagram, see, uh, make sure that that name is not taken. Uh, another thing to consider is for Twitter, uh, names can only be 20 characters long. So for To The Nations Worldwide, we kind of got into uh, a little bit of some maneuvering with our name there because To The Nations Worldwide is 21 characters, one too many. So we went with To The Nations WW for Worldwide. So that's another thing to consider. Branding is extremely important. So choose a name that's catchy, that's going to stick in people's minds. The name is the first thing that people will experience with your brand. So choose the right one. Spend some time on this. Jot some ideas down. Talk to friends. Talk to family. See what they like. Uh, So the next thing with branding actually comes creating a logo. So creating a logo, if you can do it by yourself, that's awesome. If you have those design capabilities, that would be great. Then uh, it's free. Uh, Another way to do it would be to ask somebody that you know to maybe make it for you in return for something. That way you're keeping your costs down from the very Uh, get-go. There are other ways that you can pay to get your logo made, which... Come, which have been great for people. Uh, we're going to go through a couple of those options that we are going to suggest to you. But first, 
spend some time jotting down ideas for your logo colors what kind of colors you want on there i wouldn't choose any more than three uh, also you want it to be unique you can go online and search uh, travel logos see what what kind of companies incorporate what into there do not copy uh, you can become inspired by certain things and want to choose certain things from different uh, mm. of the of the logos but just be sure not to copy and not to get any trouble with that but choose themes choose colors and take that those ideas and take them to a friend or yourself and start designing uh, a couple of options here fiverr you can go to fiverr.com and you can uh, get a logo designed for as little as five dollars uh, that's a great way to get your logo done uh, just make sure you're choosing somebody that has created lots has lots of reviews it's a great way to get a logo done. Another uh, option, if you have a little bit more to spend than that, uh, it would be 99designs. This is a, a great way to um, get many different designs from many different designers. Choose one and then uh, go from there to get it tweaked to the way you want it. So this gives you many, many options to choose from if you want many options for your logo. Two options for paid, getting your logo designed. Uh, obviously, the best way is free. So if you could design it yourself, if you have those skills, which we did not, we got somebody to design it for us. Uh, and that's where the Two Nations Worldwide logo came from. Uh, the next thing would be choosing your host and platform. Now, you need your website to live somewhere. Uh, so this is your your host. Uh, your host is a place where your your website and all the information from it all the storage is living uh, so for example our host is hostgator we really recommend hostgator we've had nothing but good things to say about them uh, it's, you can get a plan incredibly cheap from them and work your way up as your as your website starts to get more and more traffic and you need that extra uh, server space to compensate for that traffic to keep your website up to speed but a uh, really great uh, web host another one would be Bluehost if you prefer to use Bluehost that's that's a great way to go too. Uh, one thing we talked about with GoDaddy is uh, with GoDaddy, you're going to want to secure your .com website or whatever you choose your URL to be. It'll be your travel blog, whatever you named it, .something. We went with .com. You're going to want to secure that through GoDaddy. Then take that and uh, put it into uh, something like HostGator. Direct it to HostGator or Bluehost, whatever you choose, whatever your host, host is. Uh, from there, you're going to choose a platform. Now, we recommend WordPress. This is where ToTheNationsWorldwide.com was built. Uh, we, we started with a, a WordPress-hosted blog to start with. You can probably still find it out there, uh, Mike Natalie Worldwide or Mike Natalie Worldwide.wordpress.com. That's the thing with WordPress hosted websites or blogs. It belongs to WordPress at the end of the day. Uh, they, they get to say if they need to shut you down. Whereas if you're hosting your own site, you can, uh, it's yours. It belongs to you. Uh, the, with the WordPress website, you also get that dot wordpress.com in the URL. Uh, so it's not too great for branding. Uh, I would recommend definitely going the self-hosted route. So that's why we ended up with to the nations worldwide.com 
hosted through uh, HostGator, and we chose WordPress as our content management system. This is where we create our website. Now, do not get too discouraged with uh, creating your website. It is not that hard, and I am not good with uh, coding or anything. I know basics, and that's all you really need to create a website these days. There's so many different tools out there. If you're willing to learn just a little bit, uh, so many different tools out there to help you build your website. So like we said, we recommend WordPress for its customization, uh, adding plugins, functionality to your website, which we're going to talk further about. Uh, it's just a great content management system for you to use and to set up your website. So much customization, so much uh, different things you can do with WordPress and it's always getting better. That's the best thing about it. So once you've chosen all that, once you've got your URL, you've got your uh, host, you've got your platform, WordPress, we recommend, it's time to start customizing your website. So you need to choose a theme. So once you've got your WordPress installed onto your host, uh, you're going to want to choose a theme. So there are many uh, free themes out there. And there's also many paid themes. So there's a, an advantage and disadvantage to both. Uh, we're going to go through that a little bit here. Uh, WordPress does have some of their own themes out there. For example, 2014, 2015, 2017, uh, University. These are all great themes. Uh, they're also used... Lots of people are using them, so your website may not be may not be set apart from those other uh, websites using them. So if you want a little bit of uniqueness, a little bit of originality, you may want to go with a paid theme. Uh, open cart themes are a great way to go for that. We will link them. Uh, you can check out. You you can usually get one of their or uh, um, a non premium theme for free but it's restricted in its functionality and what it can do. So you may want to go to uh, the paid option there. It's usually not too much, like $50, but it gives you a uh, completely custom website. Once you've chosen your theme, you go down to appearance and customize. This is where you're gonna customize what your website looks like from the website's title, tagline, the icon that you're gonna see in the top of the browser, uh, colors, so keeping your colors uh, consistent. That's the good thing about a premium theme that you're gonna pay for. You get to customize the colors to go along with your logo, which is a great way to brand your website to your logo. Uh, you get to customize the background image menu. I just uh, suggest you just go through that customization uh, and go through it uh, bar by bar, tab by tab, and start customizing your website till you get it to the way you want it to look. Next thing to do is to go to settings and to uh, configure your website the way you want it to. So in WordPress, you go to settings general. This is where you choose your time zone, language, how the date is going to read, and when the week is going to start for your website. Just customize all those. Go to settings writing. You're going to take a look at this section. And uh, I would just take a look at it. We don't do too much customization in this tab. Just see what's there. Just so if you want to come back to it and do something uh, change something, you know that it's there. Uh, under the reading tab, you're going to decide what your front page is going to display. So for us, and what I recommend is your you want your front page to display a static page instead of having 
blog posts on that front page. This allows you to create a landing page to describe what your blog is, and then you can link to your blog post page. So that's what we recommend. Uh, the next one is discussion. From this, you can manage the comments that come to your website. Uh, media allows you to decide the image size of the photos you're going to upload. Uh, we do very little customization there, but again, take a look at it so you know it's there. And finally, the permalink tab. Uh, you're going to want to choose the way you want your link structure to look like. This is really important. Uh, I go with the date. Uh, sorry, the link structure is your URL. So yourtravelblog.com slash and then whatever comes after that is your URI. So you, you, this, this is your permalink. Uh, this is going to be your customization in there. So we chose uh, the date slash the title of our blog post. By default, I believe it does index.html slash uh, the date and then the title of your blog post. You don't want this. Take that off. Uh, put your, uh, put your, uh, you can do date for blog posts. That's what we prefer just to show people when it was posted and then the title. You can just do title or you can do it however you really want. The next thing we suggest is to do plugins. So, Plugins are uh, ways to add extra functionality to your WordPress website. Uh, extremely important and uh, really key that you get the right plugins to add that functionality to your blog, to your website. So here are some that we suggest. Yoast SEO is a great SEO search engine optimization tool. It allows you to optimize your pages, your blog posts to be seen on search engine and search engine results. So you get to do a little bit, you get to type in your keyword that you want to target for, for that page or for that post. And it's going to tell you how well your page or your post is being written to target that keyword An awesome tool. It's free. Get it under that plugin, add new section of your WordPress website. The next one is uh, WP Super Cache. Now this is this creates a cache or a temporary storage of information onto your server so that it 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 makes your website faster for people that have already been to your website to load. Great tool to make your website faster. Uh, next one is BuddyPress. BuddyPress is amazing. It's powerful. We have it on our website. It basically makes a social network uh, for your website. Uh, you can add friends, create a profile, join groups, and so much more with BuddyPress. Very powerful. If you don't want to do a social network, then maybe BBPress. It's a, it creates a forum on your website. That's another amazing tool to do. Now, these are very powerful plugins. They're going to take up a lot of space on your website. Uh, maybe slow it down a little bit. So maybe don't choose uh, either of them. Maybe choose one of them. I would not choose both if you're just starting out. Uh, it's a lot of, lot of stuff to tackle all at once. Uh, the next one is Compress JPEG and PNG Images. This is extremely important to keep your website speed at the highest points it can be. Basically what it does is it compresses your images to make them smaller. It takes away a little bit of image quality, but you'll never notice the difference. Uh, and it's going to make your website so much faster. Do not upload your images without compressing them to your website. It's going to slow it down. Use this tool. Once you've uploaded them on into your media section, you just click compress. It compresses it for you right then and there. 
The next one is easy watermark as an, uh, a watermark to your images. So a great way to just, uh, brand your images wherever they show up online. Your brand, your watermark is going to show up there. Uh, Instagram feed WD is the next plugin we recommend. It adds an Instagram feed, your Instagram feed to your website, wherever it may be, uh, wherever you may want it to your website or travel blog. Meta slider is the next one. It adds an image slider so you can click an arrow. It'll go to your next image on your website or travel blog. Uh, another one we have up there is a pop-up maker. So every time somebody visits your website, a pop-up will show up with whatever you want them, a call to action, whatever you want them to sign up for, whether it's an email list or whatever it is you want them to do, it'll be in that pop-up, whatever you write into that pop-up. Pop-up maker is awesome because you can create a pop-up for every page or post, however you want them to, uh, to show. Uh, super socializer is our next plugin we're recommending. Uh, so lots of these plugins are free or they are all free. Just you can pay extra to get some, some, uh, premium functionalities, but super socializer is awesome. It creates a social share, social like button to your social profiles, social media profiles to add to your website, whether it's at the top, bottom, wherever you want those to show up. Uh, another plugin for your website could be MyCred, which uh, creates, it kind of gamifies people using your website. They get points or they get, they get some sort of credibility for uh, going to certain pages in your website or sharing or creating an account. You can uh, allow them to get points that they can build up and redeem however you see fit. Uh, the final one I'm going to recommend for you, and there's so much more to go through, but these are just main ones that you may want to create and add to your website or travel blog, is WooCommerce. WooCommerce is an e-commerce platform, creates a marketplace within your website that you can sell things, whether it's uh, photos, postcards, whatever you want to sell, travel-related, brand-related. So plugins are an amazing way to customize, to add functionality to your website, uh, a great way to go about uh, making your website stand out. Once we've customized our website, we've, we've added a theme. Uh, we have customized that theme and we've added plugins and played around with them a little bit. You're going to want to start writing. So what should you write about? Well, you should write about your niche or whatever audience you're trying to serve. You should write to them. Uh, it should be emotional. It should invoke emotion. Uh, avoid <clears throat> Avoid words that are very uh, broad. I want you to choose words that really describes your experience and captures the mind of your audience. Uh, take them there. Take them to where you were and add information. Add um, add value. Make sure that you're informing your audience. So make sure that you are adding value somewhere in there. So your blog post should be a minimum of 700 words. I recommend I, I would even go above that and go over 1000 words. This is for search engine uh, optimization, making sure that your posts are quality and showing up in search engine results. They want to know that you are creating a lot of quality content in there. And one way they do that is by knowing how many words that you have written in there. Uh, what are you going to write about? Well, hopefully you can write about 
20 to 30 ideas of things you've done, things you want to do, uh, research different topics, write about those topics. Just start writing down your ideas, what you're going to blog about, what it is that you want your audience to learn more about and keeping in that niche, keeping in that, uh, Make sure it's original. Make sure you do your research, whether that's going to travel or your past travels. Make sure you write everything down from those travels so you can come back to them when you are writing your blog post and remember specific things that you can write about. So writing the post, you're going to go to the post tab, go to add new, and you're going to... Uh, look at what's there you're going to see enter title here uh we're going to get into doing keyword research a little bit later but uh basically you want your title to be something that's or incorporate something that somebody would type into google uh looking for your blog post so something in there needs to be uh, a search engine uh keyword or phrase that somebody would type into a search engine now you're going to see in the right side above the text box where you're going to write your blog post, it says visual and text. I always go to text. It requires a little bit of studying HTML, but I'm going to link a little, uh, a little uh, codeacademy.com where you can study basic HTML for free. Uh, they're great over there. Uh, it's going to help you with your, uh, a little bit of coding that's going to help, for example, creating headers and uh stylizing your blog it's it's much better in the html tab so i always use the html tab i encourage you to use the html tab as well so beginning your writing uh your first paragraph or your first little bit is going to capture your reader's attention because if they come to that page they're going to read that first paragraph and they're going to want to be entertained they're going to want to want that paragraph to capture their attention so that they keep reading the rest. It's going to tell them what your blog post is about. It's going to tell them why they should keep on reading your blog post. Following that paragraph, you're going to just talk about all the, the information that you want to give them. So this is many paragraphs. I wouldn't go more than four to six sentences per paragraph, but these are, this is the meat of your blog post. This is all the value that your reader is going to get. So this is your body paragraphs followed by a conclusion sentence that gives uh, maybe a final question, a final thought, a call to action, which tells your reader where they should go next, what they should do next, whether you want them to sign up to your email list, comment below, uh, share, whatever you want them to do. This is your call to action. This is the last chance you get with your reader to tell them what to do next with your travel blog or with your website. So make sure you leave them a call to action in that conclusion. This drives engagement, which comes to our next topic, getting people to engage with your website. For example, uh, coming to your website is the first part of engagement, uh, leaving a comment, sharing. These are all ways that they can engage with your content and that's going to drive your blog up in search engine results, in popularity, everything. So, engagement is key uh make sure that you're you're posting and serving a purpose in a niche which is key but also ask for that engagement ask your readers to comment ask your readers to to join your your email list whatever you want them to do make sure you include that call to action uh that gets engagement up so if you want engagement you need to ask for it do that 
Finally, uh, considering SEO, we talked about this a little bit before, but keyword research is extremely important. Uh, I've got a great keyword suggestion tool, uh, keywordtool.io, where you can, you want to think about what your title is going to be, what your blog post is about, and think what somebody would type into a search engine to find that online. Uh, then I want you to Google, or sorry, uh, type it into a search engine like Google. Uh, see what shows up there. If it's some really major players that are up there, uh, maybe it's dominated too heavily. Uh, maybe it's not the right keyword to target. So get more, add more words to it, to the phrase, uh, whatever you think people are going to search. Uh, you can check you, if you scroll down to the bottom of that, you'll get suggestions in there, uh, suggestions that other people are searching related to what you typed in. Great way to find more, click on them, see what comes up in the top search engine results. Uh, getting to the top of those search engine results is so important because think when you type something into a search engine, how many of you go past that first page? How many of you go past the first five results? And that's, that's why search engine optimization is so important and why you need to be in those top five or on that top page to get those clicks. And those are free clicks and valuable traffic because they're searching. Those people are searching for you. So not only are you getting free traffic with search engine optimization, you're getting quality traffic because hopefully those people are trying to find the answer that you're giving them in your travel blog. So once you've got an idea, you can type, you can take that keyword phrase and take it over to keywordtool.io, type it in there, see what other suggestions come up. And then I want you to take those suggestions and I want you to make a Google AdWords account. Google AdWords is uh, where you can use Google to advertise your website or your travel blog, but you don't need to advertise. You are going to use this as a keyword um, metric to see how many people are typing that into Google. How many people are typing that Google phrase into Google every month? So they have a uh, tools tab where you're going to go into the keyword planner and you're going to type in your keyword phrase or your keyword that you're trying to target and you're going to get hit with how many people are typing that into Google every month. And if, if it's, if it's got some great traffic, if many people are, are typing it into Google and you see it's got a comp, uh, competition rating, low, me medium, high, if it's got a, a low competition rating, maybe that's the one that you're going to want to target. Maybe that's the right one. They also have a keyword suggestion tool in there as well. So you can type in, uh, two words or two phrases and it's going to try to combine them and make a few different things and give you options for um for targeting a certain keyword or key phrase so this is such a powerful tool for doing your keyword research google adwords make an account it's free you don't need to be advertising to make an account i 100 percent suggest you get this tool there's nothing that uh there's nothing holding you back from using this tool to your advantage to doing your keyword research. So you've written your first post or you've started to write a few posts. Do not start publishing. Save them as drafts and get uh, many saved up in your bank that you're going to uh, release or publish out there. And you need to decide once you have 
10, 20, 30 ideas and you've written all of them, you've got a bunch of blog posts, how often are you going to start posting? You're going to start posting once a day, once a week, once a month. Here are my suggestions. Now, if you do once a day, that's a lot. Uh, Remember, you're going to want to do 1,000 words. If you're doing 1,000 words a day, are you going to run out of ideas really quick? Are you going to get so burnt out you're not going to want to do it anymore? I would say this is more than likely going to happen, especially when you're first starting out. I suggest once a week. Once a week is easy for beginners. Uh, It's easy if it's just you creating the content. Uh, If you have 10 posts, you already have two and a half months worth of content and you can keep the uh, keep those posts fresh at the very top uh, for a whole week where you can promote them on social media, on forums, any anywhere you want to promote them. They're at the very top of your blog for a whole week. That's very key. So uh, once a month, I think is too little. Uh, it's it's just not enough to, to capture your audience, to get people over to your blog. I, I suggest once a week. Uh, it's what we do at To The Nations Worldwide. Once a day too often remember uh, this is what i want to bang home with you guys consistency is key uh consistency is key for your audience wanting to come back to your blog to your website and content is king content is king because quality remember i'm talking quality 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 serving your audience and creating quality content that's going to keep them coming back to you so this, I cannot stress enough, Con- consistency is key and content is king. You cannot, I cannot stress that enough. So hopefully by this point, uh, you've got some great ideas that you're going to start writing about. Uh, you're going to do keyword research for each of those ideas to start uh, with the very basics of SEO. Uh, you've written some posts maybe, and we're going to get into resources for your blog. So I talked about Google AdWords, Google AdWords, you need to get, even if you're not advertising your site, you don't have the money to do that. Use the keyword tool that I talked about, get, make a Google AdWords account. It doesn't hurt. The next one is Google AdSense, and this is going to be for monetizing. We're going to talk monetizing at the very end of this video, but monetizing, uh, is a, uh, it's a sensitive subject for audiences and for uh, the the blogger, whoever's monetizing. So uh, be careful with monetizing, but create an, a Google AdSense account. Doesn't hurt. Uh, number three is Google Analytics. Get that right away. Don't hesitate. Don't don't stop uh, because it's a little bit challenging. Uh, do it. Make a Google Ad Analytics account. Get that. Um, Get that little tag of, of code and put it into your website. I, I can make a video later or you can you can just Google it and find out how you're going to put that tag into your website. You put it into your heading, basically your heading code. Uh, you'd go to uh, appearance and then down to editor and then you find the header.php and you put it right after that heading head tag. Uh, it, it tracks your visitors. It gives you so much valuable information in that Google Analytics uh, 
it tells you how long people were on your website for, how many visitors per day, what they're doing on your page. Uh, it gives you metrics for those visitors so you know who your audience is. It's so powerful. Do not hesitate to get that tracking ID and put it into your website because these analytics are going to be key for you and your website, your travel blog. Get Google Analytics right away. Learn a little bit about Google Analytics. They have free courses online, Google, and uh, for beginners, for advanced. Go through maybe the beginners and understand what you're looking at when you see your metrics and when you see your Google Analytics. Uh, the next one would be Google Webmasters, which is awesome. It tells you uh, what people are typing into Google or, uh, yeah, into Google, into your search engine. Say, uh, to find your website so it tells you uh, this person clicked on this page of your website and they found uh, they typed in this so you know where you're ranking in Google also uh, on that first page second page whereabouts and and uh, it's very valuable as well Google webmasters it also helps you by uh, letting Google index your website index meaning uh, put it into Google Make sure that they know that it's there and uh, knowing where to go in your website. Number five is Google spa uh, Page Speed Tools. Gives you a score out of 100 once you put your URL into it. Uh, about how fast it's loading on mobile devices and a computer. It's awesome. Uh, it gives you advice on about how you can speed that rating up. Uh, Google Page, page Speed Tools, awesome. Uh, next one is Inspectslet. Inspectslet, uh, you can get a paid version with some premium features, but you can also get a free version. It captures uh, screencasts of what your people are doing on your website. So you get to see it visually. It's like Google Analytics, but visually. Uh, and uh, you can also uh, send in your website and you'll see somebody somebody will send you back a screencast of themselves talking into a microphone and telling you what they like about your website what they're doing and just roaming through your website it's awesome uh the next last one i'm going to suggest to you for resources is mailchimp and this just just like google analytics in the sense that do not hesitate to start building your email list and mailchimp is going to collect those emails and is going to allow you to send out uh, emails to your subscribers get start getting email subscribers right away get Mailchimp I I, I can't stress this enough do not hesitate on Mailchimp or on Google Analytics put that tracking code into your page uh, for Google Analytics and for Mailchimp start collecting those email subscribers right away extremely important uh, to start capturing those emails and to start building an engaged audience from those email subscribers. So these are the blogging resources I hope that you guys use. Uh, now we're gonna touch a little bit more on SEO. We talked about keyword research before. Now I want, and we talked about downloading Yoast SEO as a plugin. I just wanna go into Yoast SEO a little bit here and talk about that you can write your keyword phrase into Yoast SEO, it's at the bottom of every post, every page. Uh, when you're editing it, you can see where to type in your keyword. It's going to tell you that you're going to want to uh, put it, put your keyword into your title. 
of your post or your page and preferably near the beginning. It's going to tell you that it's going to want uh, like a 1% uh, keyword uh, input into the body, into what you're typing in your post. It's going to want to see it in the headings. So uh, if you're, if you know a little bit about HTML, uh, you'll know to, to add it into your heading tags. Um, that's another place that you're going to want to add your, uh, your keyword or your keyword phrase. Uh, you're also going to want it in your alt image tags. So if you add uh, media into your post, which I hope you are, you're going to click on a picture that you're going to add and you're going to see on the right uh, title. You're going to see the, um, what else comes up? Caption, description, and you're going to see something that says alt. And you're going to want to create, you're going to want to add your keyword or your key phrase into this alt tag. Uh, this is going to improve your SEO as well for your on-page uh, rankings. Uh, these are just a few things that Yoast SEO helps you out so much with. Uh, another thing is to link to other pages, uh, also uh, in your website and in your travel blog. Link to other pages in that post. Uh, this helps search engines crawl or go through through your website. So once they come to a page, they want to know that they can. You can take your readers from that page to another page that's related. Uh, so create links going to other places in your website, in your travel blog, but also link to other travel blogs, link to other, um, link to other, uh, travel blogs, link to other travel resources, link to other, uh, places. It's going to help your SEO. It's going to see people, other people are going to see that you're sending them traffic. So maybe they're going to want to send you traffic and link to your blog or your, your website. So this is another way to get that SEO, uh, up there. Uh, a tool, if you want to learn more about uh, SEO, moz.com has a great beginner's guide to SEO. I suggest you read through that. It's going to help you so much with your SEO. It's going to start helping you get your uh, travel blog, your blog up there in the search engine results, which is, free, like I said, free traffic, invaluable traffic. After SEO, we're going to talk about social media platforms. I'm going to go through a few social media platforms that I think you should be on. Uh, why should you be on them? Well, it's a way to promote. It's a way to gather more audience members. You can go onto these social media accounts and you can find where your audience exists and you can contact that audience without being too spammy and start promoting your travel blog, your, um, your website. So the first one, and I recommend this one is your starting point. The first thing that you sign up for is Facebook. Why? Because it has the largest number of users. Facebook is massive. So do not hesitate to make that Facebook profile page. You can do this through your personal page. Just go to pages, add a page, and it's going to be for your travel blog to live. You're going to start posting content on there, get some pictures, uh, complete the about section, uh, Facebook get a Facebook page for sure. Uh, next one is if you're into photography, Instagram, join, add nine photos right away. Uh, put hashtags to those photos, complete your about section, put a profile picture in there. Uh, cover photo, especially for Facebook. I, I missed that cover photo. 
something that's catchy, something that's going to catch the eye, just like your profile picture for Instagram and Facebook, something that's going to catch the viewer's eye, going to make them want to stay. Uh, Instagram for photographers. Uh, I, I'd, I'd post once a day to Facebook because you don't want to come across as too spammy to people following your page. They don't want to constantly be seeing things jumping into their timeline, disrupting them. Instagram, same thing. Once a day, uh, maybe sometimes twice or three times a day. Uh, now, where that differs would be Twitter. Twitter is great. Uh, I, I like it for its search search functionality. Uh, searching different keywords, seeing what people are talking about can be good for keyword research too. Uh, knowing how people phrase questions and, and what they would type into a search engine. So that search functionality in Twitter is awesome. So use Twitter for its searches, create an account, uh, <clears throat> again, cover photo, um, profile picture, make sure they're visual, st visually stunning, awesome photos. Uh, Twitter, you can engage and you can post more than 10 times a day. So it's, it's, it involves a lot more, uh, posting than the other platforms. Uh, also the, the posts, they don't last as long. So they, uh, they get drowned by all everybody posting, uh, so often in Twitter, whereas Instagram, they hang around, your posts will hang around a bit more Facebook, uh, similar. Uh, if you are into videography, making videos, YouTube is yours. It's the, it's the, uh, photography, it's the videography for Instagrammers is where you're going to create, upload, uh, again, cover photo, profile picture, uh, start commenting on other people's, th uh, things much like the key with social media is to know that it's called social media for a reason. It's called social media so that you are socially engaging with other users so that they follow along to you. You can follow along with them. Uh, and that's how you grow your audience with social media. So I'd say those are the four main ones that I would suggest. Uh, if they align with your brand, I would suggest sticking to social media if you can, if you think you can only do one, well, don't sign up for three. Uh, if you think you can, you only have time to do one. Well, just do that one. If you think you have time to do three really well, do those three. Don't do four. Don't do five. Stick with what you have time for Because like I said, quality content is key. And if you're not, uh, putting quality content out there, there's no point in doing it. So stick with what you have time for. Uh, another great one that I hear uh, is Pinterest. Pinterest is like a search engine in its own. Uh, it's less a social media at this point, but it's still social in the point that you can uh, talk to other people, uh, engage with other people on this uh, platform. It's largely a female audience. So if this is your audience, then Pinterest might be the way to go for you. Great way to get traffic to your website and to your travel blog. Uh, another one, Google Plus, great for the relationship building. Not really a network that we're too familiar with. We don't have a Google Plus, but something you may want to consider. Uh, Tumblr is a micro blogging platform. So if you want to create smaller posts out of larger posts that you've created, maybe uh, create a Tumblr account. Uh, Reddit and Quora are like <clears throat> ways that you can engage with your audience. You can find them on subreddits and Reddit or Quora. You can find them asking questions that you can answer and add value to. And that's how you're going to get more people to your website by answering those awesome, uh, answering those questions, 
uh, with awesome content. So these are just some ideas for you for creating uh, social media accounts. Remember, quality is still key here. Uh, if you can only do, if you only have time for a certain amount, stick to that amount. Don't try to push yourself too hard with social media. Uh, <clears throat> and so this was a bit about promoting. Uh, so promoting through social media. Now, another way to promote would be advertising, paid advertising. Uh, advertising, we're going to go through some paid advertising uh, methods. But first, understand that there are free ways to advertise as well to promote your blog and to promote your um, website. The best way is to find where your audience is living and engaging with them. Uh, forums, Facebook groups, Twitter search, these are all awesome ways to engage with your audience and start getting traffic to your travel blog. Uh, that would be my number one priority for you, especially when you're starting out, especially when you're beginning. But if you have a little bit of a budget to work with, well, I've got a few ways that you can advertise, uh, starting with Google AdWords uh, and Facebook ads. We're going we're gonna to tackle these two at once because they have something called a pixel. A pixel is a snippet of code, much like the Google uh, Analytics tracking ID that you're going to, going to put into that heading tag of your website. It's going to track visitors coming in. And when you create a ad, they are going to, uh, those people that have visited your website that have been tracked by this pixel are going to start seeing your advertisements on Facebook, on Google, uh, on different websites. And this is how you, you market to a warm audience, somebody who has visited your website, who is most likely interested if they visited your website. And this is where you're going to see your ads payoff is with this pixel. So uh, Google and Facebook is our amazing ad platforms uh, because you can you can target certain audiences, interests, gender, age, so many things. Um, <clears throat> but getting that pixel is extremely important. Uh, cause advertising to a warm audience, is always better than advertising to a cold audience. Uh, you can still advertise to a cold audience to get your brand out there to get more brand recognition, but it's that warm audience that you want coming back to your website again and again and again, and start building a rapport with that existing audience. Uh, and next one would be Twitter ads. Uh, still a really cool thing to do. Uh, would be to get your Twitter account some exposure. Uh, Twitter ads work very similar, uh, where you can you can target certain interests, what people are are tweeting about, and all that. So Twitter ads is another great way to go about advertising your website in a paid method. Uh, one more thing about Facebook ads is that you can uh, advertise through Instagram with this Facebook ad. You can incorporate both. So if you want to. Uh, do a ad on Instagram as well. You can do it through Facebook ads. So those are ways that you can advertise if you're willing to pay a little bit. Continuing on with our final thing about travel blogs, and this is monetizing. So this whole, this whole guide was talking about, um, creating a travel blog from start to finish and not necessarily that monetizing is the end goal. Uh, with everybody's travel blog, but it could be a goal that you are trying to pursue. <clears throat> but as I said at the very beginning of this video, do not start monetizing. Uh, sorry, do not be in this to make money. Be in this because it is your passion. It is your hobby because monetization is going to come down way, way down the road. Um, for some people, 
years, for some people months, uh, for the very, very, very fortunate, maybe weeks. But do not start monetizing too early. Lots of people ask when is the right time to monetize. There's no real question to this. It's when you feel comfortable, you have an engaged audience, and that is key. It's not about it's not about those numbers, those followers. It's about the engagement. How many people are engaged with your brand, engaged in the comments, uh, <clears throat> engaging with your social media posts? So whenever you feel you are comfortable advertising or sorry, uh, monetizing that audience, uh, you feel like they're not going to be alienized by your uh, your monetization. They feel that they want to support you. That's the time you want to monetize. So like I said, do not monetize too early. Uh, you don't want to scare away your audience. You don't want to crowd your website too with with advertisements everywhere, everywhere. I, I've come to so many websites where I'm scrolling and I, I can't tell what is a part of the website, what is a part of the blog post, and what's an advertisement. I'm sure you've been on those websites before and it just looks like a cluster. Don't do this. So uh, number one way to, to monetize if you have space on your website would be to do Google AdSense where uh, Google will put uh, text ads, banner ads onto your website. And this is a way that if somebody clicks on it on your website, you're going to get a little bit of money. Uh, whatever that, that uh, company or whoever had that ad space was paying Google uh, bidding on for, that's what you're going to get. <clears throat> uh, continuing with that, uh, advertisement links and banners uh, can be a, a good way. So if you feel like you have an engaged audience, lots of audience, that you can use your Google Analytics to show other companies. Um it's gonna you you can leverage that audience if you feel like your Google Analytics are strong. Go to companies that you feel align with your brand and say, "Hey, would you guys want some advertisement space on my website? I've got this space. Uh, these are my Google, my analytics. Uh, let me know. You can name your price. You can negotiate with a price. Another great way to uh, advertise on brand things. So that's key. Is is uh, making sure that your advertisements are on brand. Uh, they're travel related if you're making a travel blog. Which brings me to my next way of monetizing, affiliate links. And affiliate links are links that you, uh, products and services that you link to from your blog or your website and you get a commission if somebody goes through the checkout and, and pays that for that product or service. So a great way to do that would be Amazon's uh, affiliate links. Um, you basically choose a product that you want to promote, add that to your website, or maybe it's it's aligned with your blog post. <clears throat> You're talking about like a camera review. And you throw that camera in there at the end through the Amazon link. You're going to get a commission from that. Great way to do it. Great way to remain on brand. Also, a CJ affiliate uh, is another way to uh, advertise through your website uh those affiliate accounts so you can go through cj affiliates see which ones align with your brand ask them if they if uh, you can be affiliate with them and start adding posts in there <coughs> uh, so affiliate advertising can be very lucrative just you don't want to add things in there that uh, you haven't used or uh, you can't stand behind because you're advertising these to your audience. You want it to be awesome stuff. You don't want to sell them uh, not good stuff. 
Again, uh, continue on sponsored posts. Sponsored posts are when a brand wants to align with your brand and they say, hey, uh, do you want to create a post about us? We'll give you a kickback, usually uh, monetary. <clears throat> Great way to create uh, social media posts, blog posts, and sponsor their product or service. Uh, just make sure that you tell you with, with your audience, make sure you tell them that they, uh, if you're using an affiliate link, that it is an affiliate link or with these sponsored posts that they are sponsored posts. You want to be transparent with your audience. And that's a, a word we haven't used yet so far, but transparency is very key. Consistency, content, and transparency. Very key with your travel blog. And our last way to monetize would be through products and services. So this is a little bit further down the road when you have a, a very loyal and engaged audience. You feel that you're ready to create a product or a service and advertise it to them, sell it to them. You feel that they are ready to buy something from you because you have given them nothing but great content, quality content, then now it is time for you to create your product, your service, whether it's an ebook, an e-course, something you can, you can continue providing them with value that you think they are going to want to spend their money on. Just your last way that you can monetize your blog. And that's it guys. That is all for my, uh, my, uh, tutorial on creating your own blog. Now I will post on our YouTube account, uh, uh, these step-by-step -step processes in, uh, in I'll, I'll capture my screen, my screen so that you can see exactly how to do this. Uh, not just through my voice or if you're watching me on YouTube through my face, but just, uh, you can see it for yourself. So I want to thank you all, all of our listeners out there to the nations worldwide. We cannot express our appreciation enough for you listening to this or watching this. Uh, you can visit us at tothenationsworldwide.com or if you're listening to this on the podcast, podcast.tothenationsworldwide.com slash EP0 uh, to view the show notes for this particular episode. You can leave a comment on the page or on our YouTube channel and we'll get back to you for sure. If you would be so kind, please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review. We will make sure to consistently deliver you valuable information about the world of travel. This is Mike Pletz and Natalie hoping you have a wonderful adventure to the nations worldwide.